It's Tuesday, June 22nd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. And Hoynesy, I, I got, I, I got, I got nothing to start with here. This, how, what is going on? The Indians suffer yet another starting pitcher injury. Uh, the last man standing, Aaron Savali, in position to to possibly even start the All Star game at some point. I, I mean, this was. The, the dream season to this point, and Aaron Savali, after four and two-thirds innings, with a full count on Eric Sogard in the in the fifth, in position to win his 11th game and lead the major leagues in that category, walks off the mound with uh, pain in his right middle finger on his throwing hand, uh, and, and we await the results of, of something that could be just catastrophic for the Indians uh, once he gets to meet with uh, Dr. Thomas Graham this week. Yeah, just uh, another, you know, out of you know, just out of left field injury. I guess, uh, you know, he, the whole, the whole rotation, the whole opening day rotation, is either in Columbus or on on the DL or probably headed for the injured list. Uh, you know, Beaver, Plesac are on the IL, McKenzie and uh, uh, Logan Allen are at, at Columbus, and now poor Savali is is a bad finger and. I, w- I would think the Indians are going to put him on the IL and uh, they're going to have to readjust that rotation once again. It's, it's just one thing after another, Joe, and there's still 10 games above 500. Right. Uh, they're 40 and 30, and they're doing this with smoke and mirrors right now. Uh, let's just dive into oh, you know, what happened last night. Uh, Savali calls out uh, Terry Francona, James Quinlan. They, they come out to, to see him after he shakes his hand a, a little funny. Uh, following a pitch uh, uh, in in the, to the last batter he was facing, uh, it didn't. It, it you know I was hoping at the time maybe it was a blister that had flared up, but as the the camera sort of zoomed in on what they were working on, you saw them sort of manipulating and twisting that first knuckle on his uh, middle finger on his right hand. You know it's ironic that it's the middle finger that uh, <laughs> that that Savali is injured because it's like a giant middle finger to the entire. Uh, you know, Indians rotation and team and fan base and everybody, uh, what's been going on, uh, kind of appropriate. Uh, what are some of the things that you think that could, could come of this? It, it could be a, a ligament sprain. It could be, you know, a, as simple as just like a bone bruise or something. Uh, did he do it while he was batting in a national league park? Uh, what, what, what were some of the things that, that sort of first jumped into your mind? Yeah. You know, we've seen this before with, uh, with uh, Corey Kluver and, and Zach, um, um, Zach McAllister have had finger injuries in the past. Adam Miller was like a devastating finger injury, you know, all on, uh, all on that middle finger of the uh, right hand. They were all right-handers. You know, that's the last part of your body, if you're a pitcher, that touches the baseball. So you kind of put the finishing touch on, on all your pitches with that finger. Uh, and, um, you know, it, it's... <laughs> It, it, it could be, it could be, you know, like just something minor, Joe, or it could be, you know, a, you know, a, uh, you know, it could be, you know, a three, four, five week thing that, you, that they're looking at, or it could be like a, a career ending thing as what happened with Adam Miller when he had a couple surgeries on that finger. And really, you know, Miller was, he threw a hundred miles an hour before it was fashionable, before everybody else did it. This was four, five, six, seven years ago. He was the Indians' top prospect, and the finger injury 
you know, stopped his career, basically. He, he never he never made it. Right. If this is something that just requires some time off because maybe it's a an overuse thing or, uh, you know, just sort of a, a, a bruise of some sort, uh, maybe that's a, a good thing. But if it leads to something that needs to be repaired surgically, we're talking not just a few months, we're talking possibly the end of the season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, I've heard, you know, a couple of people told me that, you know, they don't think it's serious, but, you know, they, they didn't do the MRI last night because the doctor on hand on call was not a hand specialist and said the only way he could check it out or could give them any details was, was for an MRI. And because he wasn't a specialist, you know, it might've been, you know, just kind of, he might've, he, he didn't want to give them the wrong information. I'm talking about the Indians. So I guess they're going to wait till, you know, they either they get a hand specialist or they're, they're able to talk to uh, Dr. Graham, who they've, they've kept busy this year with, <laughs> with, uh, you know, Perez and police uh, broken thumb. So uh, Doc, Dr. Graham had better invite them out to his new yacht that they've all paid for <laughs> with all these, uh, the appointments that they've, they've made. They've been they've they've flown out to see him in what Dayton all, all over the place to to meet up with this guy uh, yeah certainly uh, funding his his children's college education I guess uh, um, throughout the season with with all the appointments um, yeah like all all those things sort of rushed into your head when when you first saw it it's it's you know oh my goodness what's next and and how can the how do these things keep happening to the Indians we talk about Shane Beavers. Uh, shoulder injury. I mean, you could kind of see that coming with all of the innings that he was pitching and the sort of the overuse that the uh, the pressure and the you know the, the workload that they had put on him. Savali's just sort of happened out of nowhere. He was cruising along. He was throwing a shutout four and two thirds innings, and he's been their best pitcher all year. And there's been no indication of any sort of problem. So uh, you know that that sort of suddenness just sort of you know sort of throws you right there. Yeah, and you know they, you know Francona, uh, Terry Francona said it was a one pitch thing, or you know he had, hadn't been pitching with this, uh, you know. And Joey, you know, it's it, the elephant in the room, of course, is you know the ban on the sticky stuff, uh, the grip enhancers, you know, uh, started last night, and uh, you know <laughs> Savali gets hurt last night, um, but you know if if you checked his spin rates on on Baseball Savant, they were pretty consistent. They were very consistent with you know, with his seasonal averages. So it doesn't look like he was, you know, trying to go, uh, you know, cold turkey with this. You know, people have said he doesn't use the sticky stuff. So, so you know, I don't know if this was just a freak accident or freak injury, just something that happened. Or, you know, he was leading the league at the American League in innings pitched at the time of the injury. Was it, was it because of that? Who knows? Uh, but you know, in his last outing uh, against Baltimore, he only went five innings as well. It wasn't one of his best uh, starts. So, you know, was this something that, that was building? We, you know, you just don't know. Right. And we'll find out more details as, uh, you know, as this week goes on and, you know, they have an off day tomorrow. So hopefully there's, there's more details that come out by the time they open their series Thursday in, in Minnesota. Uh, for, for, uh, from what we know of Aaron Savali, it's very frustrating, but the, you know, his reaction is probably going to be rather un understated. He's just going to take it as it comes. I, it's just what I'm anticipating. You know, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk to him because of the injury last night, but 
you know, he's not a, a guy who shows, let's put it this way. He won't be ripping his, t- uh, his undershirt off and, and breaking another finger out of anger or frustration, a la Zach Plesak. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> They've got enough problems. <laughs> well, speaking of Plesak, um, you know, we, we, we get word that, you know, he's starting to throw sliders and breaking pitches now uh, in his bullpen sessions. And he could be close to heading out on a rehab assignment. And there's a chance you might get him back in, you know, maybe two to three weeks if, if, is, as, as the earliest for that. Uh, Bieber still hasn't picked up a baseball since he went on the injured list. And we're waiting on the reevaluation of his shoulder. Uh, what do the Indians have left in the, uh, in the tank here? And what does the rotation look like moving forward? Yeah, well, right now, Joe, uh, the ra- the at least on paper, the rotation looks like this. You know, J.C. Mejia, uh, Cal Quantrill, Sam Henkes, and uh, Eli Morgan, who's going tonight uh, against the Cubs. Um, you know, those are the four guys they've got. Uh, and, you know, with, with Wednesday's off day, it looks like they can uh, probably get through this road trip with, with those pitchers, you know, all, you know, if, if with, with that rotation intact. and. Uh, I think a week from next Thursday or this coming Thursday, they're probably going to need a fifth guy. And I don't know if it's Tristan McKenzie, do they make a trade? Uh, you know, so, you know, that's, that's the question. And, you know, there's also a question, do you keep pitching these guys on three days rest? And, uh, right. you know, in going into, uh, um, into the uh, twin series, everybody's going to be on normal rest, but when they come home, if you come back and, you know, against the Tigers, you know, they're, they're in this stretch for 30 games in 31 days, you know, you know, then you're going to ask them again to pitch on short rest, three days rest. And I, I just don't know how, how long you can sustain that. Well, and the, the blessing there is that you're doing, you're going to have to do it against the Tigers, which isn't necessarily, you know, the 27 Yankees, but, uh, you know, and, and the Tigers, I believe, just blew up their roster and called up a bunch of young prospects. So, you know, who knows what the Tigers are going to look like, uh, you know, when we get to that point. But l- like you said, asking these guys to, to pitch on short rest and, and pitch repeatedly when they're not completely stretched out, uh, they gave you five innings each in that Baltimore series. You should have won three games in that Baltimore series, or you could have won three games in that Baltimore series. Um, you mean you, you mean know, Pittsburgh, right? I'm sorry. I, the Pittsburgh, I'm sorry. In that Pittsburgh series. Um you know, that's unexpected that they each gave you five innings in, in yeah, that they did that a great series. job. So maybe that continues or maybe they all go short and your bullpen winds up completely exposed and, you know, you've got to start cycling guys through from uh, from AAA uh, by, that t- by the time they get back here for, for Detroit. Uh, yeah, it's – you mentioned the, the possibility of a trade. What's out there or what's even available in a trade – when every other team is also suffering all these massive injuries and there's a, a huge need for starting pitching, uh, that's just going to drive the demand up. You're, you're talking about having to give up major prospects in order to get, uh, you know, an even halfway passable starter to fill your rotation. Yeah, it's, it is really going to be, uh, I mean, I don't know, Joe, we've talked about it before. Can they find a triple a guy, a veteran kind of, guy that that could come up and help them you know give them five innings or fill just fill a spot for a couple turns through the rotation and you know protect the bullpen 
And uh, I don't know, you know, and, but are they willing, do they feel they're, they're, they're well enough situated to go out and make a big deal? Uh, and, and, and is this team ready to uh, catch the White Sox? Are they ready? Are they good enough to make the, the win a wild card spot? There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years, and uh, my son was born and raised here, and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even He's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. <laughs> so thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. Well, one thing that uh, sort of an indication that, you know, maybe, I, I, I don't know, we mentioned they're 40 and 30, they're 10 games above 500, even with this uh, sort of dark cloud hanging over their, their pitching staff. Uh, guys, the, some of these young guys in the in the lineup are starting to hit. We saw it last night. Bobby Bradley goes opposite field, uh, you know, with a, with a home run. Uh, Josh Naylor works a nine-pitch at bat and and calls back to the, the May um, meeting between the, the Cubs and Yankees when he first faced uh, Adbert Alaze, uh, the, the pitcher, who had thrown him a bunch of sliders in that first uh, that first meeting, he said he knew he was going to get sliders. His first at bat, he gets up there and he uh, he jumps on a first pitch fastball because it was first fast uh, first straight pitch he saw. He he drove it to left field for a flyout, and he decided his next time up, he's like, well, maybe if I I sit here and I wait for something middle in, I wait for one of those sliders middle in, I can drive it, and that's exactly what he did. He he fouled off enough pitches. And, and got to the one that he could hit out of the park, and he hit it a long way. Bobby Bradley and Josh Naylor showing a little bit more advanced feel at the plate, and it's, it's starting to pay off with the Indians hitting in clutch situations, and their, their offense is actually starting to look better. Yeah, they've really played. They've, they've really scored a lot. You know, they've, they've improved in June. You know, they've, they, have, they have had a good offensive month in June. Uh, you know, Bobby Bradley, it was great to see him go the other way. That ended a, what, 0 for 14 skid. He started to get worried again. You know, he was striking out a lot. So it was nice to see him just, you know, he said he was, he was thinking a lot. He just said, see ball, hit ball, basically. And, and, and it went out of the park. And uh, Naylor, you know, Sunday, Naylor had the game-winning hit against the Pirates. And, uh, 
he steps in and, and keeps that momentum going last night. Yeah, I, there, there's a, a stat out there. It's in the notes somewhere where, you know, Josh Naylor is second in the, the majors in uh, batting with runners in scoring position after the seventh inning, uh, I believe, something, something crazy like that. Uh, already Ahmed Rosario, we've, we've talked about him. Uh, what he's been able to do with runners in scoring position, uh, especially in the month of June, but really over his last 40 games, he's been, uh, you know, out of his mind. And we saw, you know, Cesar Hernandez is, is he's, he's starting to heat up. Eddie Rosario is starting to get a little hotter. Uh, if you can add Fran Mil Reyes back into the, the middle of this lineup, you know, there's some potential. And we didn't even mention, uh, you know, the, the biggest name from the weekend in Pittsburgh, uh, Harold Ramirez, who's, who seems to be putting the barrel on the ball every time he gets to the plate. I don't mean to sound like I'm, you know, pumping these guys up. Uh, they've certainly got their problems and they certainly have had them all season, but this is not the same offense that we we saw in, in April and May. Yeah, definitely, Joe. I think, you know, they're, they're starting to get it, you know, play well together. I think in you know, that top of the lineup is solidified, has been solidified. Now, you know, you see in the middle and, and the, uh, you know, the bottom of the order, you know, swinging the bats better. Uh, and like you said, Reyes, I think is going to make a huge difference when you put his right-handed bat in, in the middle of that lineup between Eddie Rosario and, and Bobby Bradley and, you know, really uh, gives them some, uh, you know, give them some thump and uh, give them some production. All right. Well, uh, as we, we look forward to, Tonight, we've got, like you said, Eli Morgan uh, on the mound against the Cubs. Uh, he's facing Kyle Hendricks, yeah. uh, a guy who always gives the Indians fits. Uh, I mean, it, you look up and Hendricks is into the fifth inning and he, he's given up one hit and, and he hasn't walked anybody. Uh, just what do the Indians need to do tonight against Hendricks to, to come out with uh, – uh, we're talking about the potential for a four-game four sweep of the season against the Cubs. Yeah, I mean, you know, they won 2-0 in Cleveland, and they're, you know, they jumped on him last night. Uh, and, you know, the Cubs are a little bit in disarray. Uh, Javier <laughs> Baez got benched last night because he, I don't know what he was doing. I wanted, I wanted, there were two things I wanted to ask you about from that game last <laughs> night. I mean, I mean, you were there, and, and we'll get to, you know, the, the on-field frisking and strip show uh, in, in a second here, but wh what are you thinking when Javi Baez is, when Aaron Savali is throwing a pitch and Javi Baez is still standing with his foot on the bag at first base, not even taking a leadoff. Is he checking out blondes in the first row? What's, what's, his, what's his issue? And then he's, what, he's halfway to third base on the fly ball to left field with one out. And I thought, you know, sometimes guys, you know, the hit and run is on and they just take off and that happens. But apparently that wasn't the hit and run wasn't on because Baez did not come out for the next inning at shortstop. I mean, you spent enough time watching, you know, the the prime example of that kind of player in Manny Ramirez. You know, it was it, there were more times than not that Manny just had you can't call it anything but a brain fart on the field, and and you just sort of had to shake your head, and that was Manny being Manny. Uh, Javi Baez is is one of the best shortstops in the game, and he wants to get paid like one, and. It, he keeps doing things like this. Yeah, that's that was there was something going on there, and uh, so I, I don't know how that sits on a team. You know, that's going to be interesting to see how the Cubs respond because they, they what they've lost six of the last seven. They they aren't uh, 
you know, so, you know, is, you know, and, and teams, you know, some there, you know, there's some guy in the corner in the locker room in the Cubs locker room saying it's about time they did this, you know, or, right. you know, and in the other corner, Baez is going to have his defenders. So this is, uh, you know, this is why you got managers get paid and this is why managers get fired as well. All right. The other thing I, I needed to bring up, the Indians scored their fourth run uh, there in the eighth inning, thanks to, uh, Tommy Nance uh, throwing two identical wild pitches back to back. Like Cesar Hernandez is on second base and all of a sudden he's on third because this guy <laughs> throws one to the bricks behind uh, Wilson Contreras. And you're thinking, okay, well, you know, the inning's going to be over. He's going to strike out, uh, you know, Rosario or whatever is going to happen. The very next pitch is a carbon copy in the exact same spot five feet off the plate, bounces off the bricks. Uh, Hernandez comes home to score and Rosario's on first. I Have you ever seen a guy throw back-to-back wild pitches that missed that badly? Yeah, that was that was a surprise. That was definitely, I was, I hit my head down kind of right. And, and I was wondering, <laughs> how did you score on that? You know, what just happened there? <laughs> that's that's one of those ones where you're you're in the middle of finishing your story and you're like, Wait a minute! Wasn't he just on second base? That was yeah, the, you know, yeah. two, two pitches ago. Uh, right. I've 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 watched a lot of twelve uh, U travel baseball this summer, and I've seen that happen a lot. I've never seen it happen at the major league level. Uh, and maybe maybe he he needed some stickum or something to keep that to control that pitch. Well, something uh, something we haven't seen before is uh, uh, pitchers as they're coming off the mound getting inspected by umpires and getting. I, I get it. I guess. I guess getting frisked. Not. Not really. It's not like they really put their hands on them. Uh, put their hands in their glove, maybe. But uh, you know, what did you make of how the the crackdown on sticky substances went for the first night in Major League Baseball? It's just so strange. I mean, I think you know, as far as I could tell, Savali got checked twice, and the Cubs starter got checked once. So that was that was interesting to me. I, I thought that was interesting and. And, uh, you know, the Cubs and the, I was, you know, I watched the Indians relievers in particular that when they came off the mound and, and, and they sta- standing in front of the Indians dugout, they got checked and they all seemed to be laughing and joking with the umpires. So they were enjoying themselves and, and they, you know, uh, Hunter Wells, uh, well, the crew chief would call, uh, would call Wendell Stat would call out, um, uh, Carl Willis to come out with them, you know, and so Willis had to go out <laughs> every time one of his pitchers were checked, he had to stand there. And so they were I'm, I'm surprised they didn't, so. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have somebody walk in with Karen check from the bullpen to, to follow him. I mean, the, yeah, they the, checked he would be behind the mound. I, I would have checked him after every other batter. <laughs> I mean, who knows it, it, from the evidence that we saw in photographs and, and what he was doing, it did not, not out of the realm of possibilities that he's going to try something again. Yeah, that was, yeah, they didn't wait till, uh, I guess, cause he was pitching the ninth. So they didn't have to, they, right. they, they got him when he first came in instead of when he came off. the yeah, mound. So, right. you know, that, that sort of makes sense, but, uh, all right. Well, uh, like we said, the Indians and Cubs conclude their series and then you got an off day tomorrow. We'll, uh, look forward to your coverage, uh, of tonight's game. Hopefully the Indians get through without losing another starting pitcher. And we will uh, talk to you again tomorrow here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.